It's a tough competitive business to drive telecom sales. But now there is a new channel that is making all the difference for innovative companies. That's the Digital Sales Channel. At Netzer, we are the leading digital sales channel provider for telecoms companies. Our customers can testify to our ability to listen and implement solutions that work for them. If you are a mobile operator, an MVNO or an eSIM provider, we'd like to understand your business issues and work with you to drive your sales. Contact pat.flynn at netzer.com and we can talk. So uh, we're starting the podcast here with a, uh, you'll know where this guy is from as soon as he says anything. So Mr. Jamie Jones, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for the introduction, Pat. Um, my Shakespearean uh, tones, they, they come over quite strongly, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so work for Zaria, which is an IoT company based in London. But uh, maybe before we get into that, talk a little bit about of your career, how you got into technology in the first place. I sort of fell into technology. It, was, uh, it sort of came to me, if anything. So I had a, a string of jobs and then I eventually uh, fell into a role where I was dealing with uh, a telecoms, um, the telecom sector of the, the company I was in. And uh, I found that I was, I was talking to a couple of guys a lot of the time. Uh, but I, I, I also noticed the fact that they seemed to have longer lunches than I ever could manage. <laughs> so I decided that that was definitely the role for me. So I ended up just speaking to their uh, manager and, and it went from there. It, I, I moved from a more customer facing role to an engineering role. This is sort of maybe 25 years ago. Uh, and then I started off as a, a switch engineer. Um, so doing the day-to-day -day, uh, telephone exchange Um maintenance and then i moved from there to worldcom which was a massive step up they were huge at the time uh, putting telephone exchanges all across europe and I, I was part of their international engineering team so that's where i really moved on because i was putting in uh, I, this is how long ago it was it was dms 100s mainly mm -hmm. um i was putting those exchanges in from actually the building being a building site all the way through the wiring through the software design and through the interconnect with all the different uh, carriers across europe and, and that introduced me into, I was lucky, it introduced me into SIP. There was a, a program called Cobra from Nortel, where they were moving to voice over IP, H323 at the time, actually. But um, that brought me into SBCs, and that's when I started to move from uh, telecoms into a little bit more of a security focus. Mm -hmm. uh, and that went on for quite a period of time. I worked a long time with Nextone, which turned into NextGen, which eventually became GenBand and is now actually Ribbon. Um, so I worked for them for a long time, and, that, and that's when I started to move to a sales engineering and, and, and then into a, a more, again, back to a customer-facing role, but with that um, engineering background. And then after that, it was uh, Positive Technologies, which was a fantastic experience, a great company for uh, telecom security. And now I'm with Sariat, which uh, is a really forward-thinking and uh, security-focused uh, cellular IoT provider. Yeah, yeah. Zaria, 
Jerry, you have some very interesting proposition. So everyone's, for the people who are listening, that IoT is obviously Internet of Things, and the the sensors, the part of that equation, are often remote or, or moving, mobile, might be ships, could be planes, could be containers, doesn't matter. Um, and uh, the, tr- the traditional SIM is a great way to still connect with them, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Internet of Things, so the things can be literally anything. So you're entirely right, meters uh, and tracking devices for containers or, or um, uh, other uh, vehicles, they're, they're the original uh, position, but they're more of a machine-to-machine technology, I think. The way, that's the way I see it, at least, because essentially what they're doing is they're taking data and they're feeding it back to a big data pool, and you can see what's going on. You can see how much electricity is being used or where, where the element is. I think with IoT, with the Internet of Things, what we're doing is we're starting to expand from that simple machine-to-machine where data is just being collected and 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 utilized into something where it's more dynamic where data is being not only uh, collected it's being analyzed and then it's being utilized to actually do something so intelligence is then being pushed out to the other devices i think that's where iot is starting to move and mm-hmm. i think that's where it becomes massively interesting so you, you hear about all these different things but digital twins and stuff like that, that that's an interesting concept because if you can gather enough information then you can make build models of what what you're actually looking at and you can take that and make real world um changes without having to make that effort so for instance if you have a a factory for instance that has enough um information collected you can understand not only when um the conveyor belt's going to go wrong and you're going to lose your production line but you can track things through your um the whole of their uh process of being built or um, constructed or whatever they are you can watch that and you can start to analyze each and every step and how each machine is working with each other and you may be able to remodel that just by and realize that by moving a, a, a system maybe 10 yards to the left you may be able to get an advantage simply from that so being able to make those complex models and being able to push that intelligence back in potentially makes massive difference and if you take that up to smart cities where where people are looking to go and elsewhere even maybe um in your personal self i mean we get a lot with fitbits and things like that but if you could take enough information and feed that back in maybe there's some dynamics that makes ronaldo jump even higher when he scores his headers mm-hmm. who knows so the there's a we're at a point of a massive change where iot comes from being passive to being interactive and i think that's why security interests me so much about it because as soon as it becomes active it's like previously iot was like a, a baby it was hard to look after but it never really did much so you're all right i think we're at the point where it becomes a toddler and it's starting to run around the house putting his fingers in the um <laughs> electricity socket that's bad so we need to have that security built in i think this is a good time to get involved yeah no it's, it's really interesting when you put it that way so just to feed back to you what you're saying the 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 difference is the you're actually doing something with the data you can do it in the digital domain as a as a model, a digital twin, as you say, and you can try different things and before you actually implement them back out to the actuators, the sensors, whatever, whatever you're controlling. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the, the, the nth degree, but I, I think you can start to push in uh, immediate cost reductions or immediate in efficiencies. You just have to look at a meter, how much cheaper it is to get the meter reading the, um, from a device rather than having someone drive around the streets and have to find the water 
or the yeah. domains to be able to test it. So it's very, we're very quickly moving in that direction. But I think what we need to realize is just where that, that direction is taking us. I think it's far further than we actually realize. I think there's the potential there is going to be more disruptive than I, I feel it's more disruptive than anything we've seen before. Mm-hmm. If you, I, I look back at the last 10 years, maybe longer than that, 10, 12 years, when you look at social media and the way that the iPhone basically changed everything, I think that's the model we need to think about. As disruptive as that's been in the last 10 years, I think IoT could take that a lot, lot further and a lot, lot quicker. Um, So I think it's something we need to be aware of because that does have an impact in our real-world lives. And IoT has to have an impact in our real-world lives because it's going to be all around us. And like I say, it's in the end... It's going to be doing something. It's going to actually be um, influencing our physical world. Yeah, I, I think, Jimmy, that's a good point because when the first iPhone came out, I remember thinking, that's a pretty crappy phone, actually, you know, <laughs> like in terms of calls and so on. But that, of course, wasn't really the point at all. In fact, I have a phone, and I, uh, an iPhone. I don't think, I don't know how many, I can't remember the last phone call I took on it, you know, but uh, it's still the device I, I use the most. So, yeah. There's a whole different paradigm shift is what you're saying is, is where it's going to go. Yeah, it's changed the way you behave. That's, mm. And it's not just you, it's all of us. It's changed the, the whole planet is behaving in a different way because of one device. Mm-hmm. Multiply that by the billions of devices we're going to put in the planet and now, but also the, diff- the thousands and thousands of different types. And you can see that, that, that the impact, especially when they start to work together, the impact that could have on your life is it, huge. And with it, with my security head on, if you think about the the, the Internet of Things is only there for our convenience, really. So when, when we talk about the Internet of Things, it's, yeah, it's for collecting data, it's for doing stuff. But the reason we do that is because we don't really want to do it. So it, it, it's for our convenience. So the more convenience we want, the more devices we have to interact with, the more our physical lives start to blend with our um, online lives. So essentially, uh, what's happening is the edges are going to blur because they're physical devices. Mm. The more you blur those edges, that means that your cybersecurity actually becomes your physical security. So you need to bear that in mind. You need to understand that you, the same um, cautions you take when you're teaching your children across the road, that actually has to be now driven into their cybersecurity awareness as well. So it's like there's a, it, we're, we're going to learn on the job. It's just as we see with children and, and the phones and how they use them and how it's affecting their mental health and all these terrible statistics uh, that we see. That that's going to that's happening because people of my age and um, we, we've never done it, so we can't mm-hmm. really advise the children what you should do or, or the teenagers what how you should react because we've never seen it before. We're learning with them. They're probably learning quicker actually. Mm-hmm. So that that's just going to be taken on, and I, I think that's going to be escalated as as we get more and more connected. Okay, yeah, good points. And there's is there particular security issues with SIMs that um, we should look out for? So cellular, so Zeriot was based on making IoT as secure as possible, and, and the most secure way to connect your IoT, in my opinion, is cellular. It's been around for forty years. We know thirty years, thirty years. Um, we know what we're doing. It's been built out by massive multinationals and they've been protecting their own business. And the way they've done that is understanding how the SIM and the networks react and making sure that they're, they're secure. So I feel that's 
a great starting point. The problem is there is a few issues with cellular and a lot of them have come up in the media and stuff like that. You hear things about um, location tracking and SMS interception. You see those highlighted every few months or whatever. Um, and they basically come down to the fact that uh, it is 30 years old and some of that technology was moved from point-to-point -point connections, TDM, where I started out at the beginning, um, into IP. So what you've essentially done is took a protocol that was designed for a closed environment and you've essentially put it on the internet so that is something we have to bear in mind now it, it is you are able to defend against it you are able to protect it the networks but you just have to make an investment into uh, additional functionality and additional devices we're very very lucky at Zariat that uh, we were part of a, um, a group where we've been able to leverage other elements uh, within our um, sort of family ecosystem uh, mm -hmm. to be able to to put all of the technology that you see at really good player people like Vodafone do a fantastic job and other multinationals do a fantastic job we're able to bring that to a, a, a small MVNO who focuses on IoT so we're able to bring that security in but still give you access and to the flexibility and agility that a company of our size can can do so I think cellular is key uh, there's still work to do. We can't sit on our laurels and we're continually um, pushing the boundaries on that. And that's we, luckily we've been acknowledged by the GSMA. We won an award at uh, MWC last year. I, I'd only been here two weeks, so I can't claim much uh, credit for that one. But um, <laughs> I'm sure there's uh, a factor there, Jimmy, when you came. I'm, I'm sure. We've been nominated <laughs> again this year. I can oh, claim there you it. go. It's yeah, that's a crown, right. isn't it? <laughs> yeah so i can i can claim it this year if we do it but um yeah it, there's work to be done uh, and you need to make sure that your cellular operator he understands that and, and he's focused on that um but yeah i think for the for iot i think it's a great um decision to use cellular because you have that um history of security you have all of those standards mm -hmm. so everything around you know telecoms is all standardized and you've sort of got built-in longevity um, the reason I say that is if governments are doing two things at the moment that make me think telco is a secure area to use for your IoT connectivity. First of all, they're bringing out legislation and they're putting in standards. Uh, you see all the UK last week were putting in fines for unsecure IoT, but they also did some stuff around 5G and stuff like that. It's not just them. The EU's doing it. America's doing it. So they're focused on that. And they like, I think they like telco because it is licensed spectrum. You, they have, they sell the spectrum, mm -hmm. so they're in control of it. The other thing is money. So the uh, the US sold just a small part of their 5G spectrum um, for $81 billion. That's a lot of money. Yeah. If you imagine, that's just one little part of 5G. We're going from millions or, or low billions to potentially trillions of dollars, uh, trillions of devices in 6G. Imagine what they'll sell 6G spectrum for. Mm -hmm. I mean, for sure, yeah. No, it's it's really it's really getting to be an interesting um, field right now. Oh, so thanks thanks for that, Jimmy. Like you certainly have an insight and gave me uh, even though I knew some of this stuff, you give me a lot to think about because it's it's the holistic view you've, you've relayed to us. Um, I I do know when you noticed you mentioned your career earlier, you you skipped over a certain part that I know might might be fairly interesting prior to your technology um, career. So. You, you were a professional footballer once, like. Yeah, that's uh, that was a long time ago, but yeah, <laughs> uh, 
when I left school, uh, I left school uh, and uh, I, I became a professional footballer. I played for Brighton, actually. I was at Spurs for a long time as a kid. Um, uh, but they had a guy called, what was his name? What was his name? Ian Walker, who went on to play for England, was exactly the same age as me. So I left Spurs. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but still, that's, that's a hell of a life, and it's particularly yeah. for a younger man, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Brighton was fantastic. I, I spent a, a really enjoyable few years there. And then I went on, I went to Southend, um, played, played a few years there. Um, and then I went into the manager. The manager was a guy called Dave Webb, scored the winning goal for Chelsea in the FA Cup final. And uh, I was on loan somewhere. I think I was on loan at, loan at Fisher Athletic or somewhere like that. And I went back to him and said, asked him if I was going to get in the first team. And uh, I remember he said something along the lines of, would you play you? <laughs> Doesn't like a bit of confidence building. Yeah. And then I, in the end, he talked me out of it and I, I dropped me. And I was like, no, I wouldn't. But, uh, but yeah, he, must, so. he must have been good. What position did you play? I played in goal. Right. So it was, uh, yeah. And in the, in the end, I had to give up because I had a problem with my back. Right. And yeah. what's, what, what do you think? They wouldn't you... have me back. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think makes a good goalkeeper? What's, what's the thing? It's a lonely position, isn't it? Yeah, it was. I, I wish I knew. I think what I would, I'd love to go back to my younger self and explain things to me mm. because I used to take things very personally and I used to think oh, I, I was a bit I didn't think I could change things I think I, I was I was massively lucky when I started that everything was so easy so it was easy to get in the school team it was easy to get in the district teams easy to get in the county team it's easy to go to England trials it was all that stuff was easy as soon as it started getting hard I thought oh, I can't do it and but what I didn't realize and what I've learned over it taught me a massive lesson to be honest and it's the only reason I'm talking to you here today. I would, I would have been um, a flat roofer or something like that. I would I imagine, <laughs> um, but it taught me that actually life is always going to do whatever it wants. It doesn't mm. matter. You can't stop it doing it. But what's important is how you react because how you react that's what creates the outcome. So it doesn't matter if it's really bad if you react in the right way. The outcome might not be perfect, but mm. it will mm -hmm. be. You'll learn something. And as long as you think about that, and you, as long as you don't let life bully you and i think that's essentially where i'd got to um i think if you take that on the chin and then you learn to fight back and you learn that actually i can i can change this maybe not this minute but yeah. in the next two or three whatever so i think that, that was a big life lesson but unfortunately i didn't learn it until i'd already been already no, finished I think, playing football <laughs> i think we've all been there jimmy i think it's uh they're wise words and uh, they're sometimes only learned by the hard way you know for everybody well listen uh, jimmy you've been a brilliant guest and thanks for i mean I, was, I i just when i talked to you before i remember thinking man this, this guy's a pretty interesting guy and it turned out you, you actually are a pretty interesting guy but uh, as you know in this podcast you, you can nominate the play out song so what have you got for us so i've got a little one just to make you think about yourself so um it's guy lombardo which no one will ever heard of um, but it's a song called enjoy yourself because it's later than you think and i think that's a good way to live your life it is i mean that's a famous song and probably if i could play this i may be more famous in england than anywhere else because of um, the tradition but he as far as i remember he was a big band um leader wasn't he? i think he was back yeah in he was canadian i mean i i, I didn't put any of the uh i didn't 
drag you through the Mrs. Mills or anyone like that, mate. <laughs> I, I didn't go full Cockney spin on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No Charles and Dave, no? <laughs> no, no. Father papered the parlour car. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's brilliant. It's actually a brilliant song because I went and listened to it because I knew you were you were going to nominate it, and I'd forgotten how good it is. It's it's really um, a little bit of healing, maybe you know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good way to live, and uh, particularly at the moment with all the pandemic and stuff like that locking us up. I think it's a good one. Once we do get out of all this, I think it's maybe we'll all live a little bit more like that. Yeah, good words, Jimmy, and thanks very much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Pat. It's great to speak to you. You work and work for years and years You're always on the go You never take a minute off Too busy making dough Someday you say you have your fun When you're a millionaire Imagine all the fun you'll have In your old rocking chair Enjoy yourself It's later than you think Enjoy yourself While you're still in the pink The years go by As quickly as a wink Enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself It's later than you think You're gonna take that ocean trip No matter come what may You've got your reservations made, but you just can't get away. Next year for sure you'll see the world, you'll really get around. But how far can you travel when you're six feet underground? Your heart of hearts, your dream of dreams, your ravishing brunette. She's left you and she's now become somebody else's pet Lay down that gun, don't try my friend To reach the great beyond You'll have more fun by reaching for A redhead or a blonde Enjoy yourself It's later than you think Enjoy yourself while you're still in the pink, the years go by as quickly as a wink. Enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself, it's later than you think. You never go to nightclubs and you just don't care to dance. You don't have time for silly things like moonlight and romance. You only think of dollar bills tied neatly in a stack. But when you kiss a dollar bill, it doesn't kiss you back. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Enjoy yourself. While you're still in the pink, the years go by. Enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself, it's later.